Hey, it's your favorite podcast. Back again with Will and Spaz. Confidence. It's all within you. Hey Lins everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Godfidence. I'm your host Matthew Williams, Williams Spaz, and today's episode is titled Dating and Courtship. It's all intentional. And guys, today we'll be hearing a little of my presentation that I did with a youth group on dating and courtship from a Christian's perspective. And so, stay tuned, I'll just give you here a little bit of it and I hope it will be a blessing to you. When should dating start for us? It should be done when a man, a young man and a young man, they're responsible enough to help each other maintain their standards and protect each other's honor and virtue. Is that at that point when you should start? And then now courtship, this is when both parties are now prepared to make a commitment to marriage, okay? In Christendom, both dating and courtship should be intentional. And I heard it when we were discussing that, the intention should be towards marriage. And that is so true, even in our dating relationship. Why? Because, first of all, the whole meaning, meaning of us entering into a relationship and the Bible tells us to protect our hearts. So therefore, the whole intention is not to play with hearts, but to have an end goal in mind. So for dating, as someone had mentioned earlier, it may or may not lead to marriage. Because in dating, you can do multiple dating in that that phase you're not committing solely to a person but you're opening to understanding different personalities understanding different traits that you want in a person or you can narrow it down to one person and then our courtship now is this step past dating when we have found that person and in courtship the end goal is always marriage it's not to go and sleep with the person not to take them and then say ah no i'm not better that's where dating that's what dating is for well no i don't think so but for courtship this is this is where the man and woman they are more sure about what is happening and they're seeking God's will heading towards marriage. How we approach doing this, you're not going out to break people's hearts, you're going out to find God's will who God has for you, right? And do that in good counsel. Get advice from persons and do it prayerfully pray about it this is one of the, the biggest decisions in your life in how to marry next and all that so you have to pray about it and then be guided by the word because we need to be guided by the word in this relationship in this pursuit for a relationship to marriage 
and then also be thoughtful about it. Think every time, and we're going to go into the questions that we should bring to our minds. Think about it. And God has given us discernment. So please discern as God the Holy Spirit allows you to and leads you. The first one is, does this person express 1 Corinthians 13, and that's 4 to 7, I believe, yes, in relation with you and the people? Then, how does this person react to different situations? If the person flares up and becomes angry till all hitting the wall and those things, is this what you want in your relationship? Do you want this type of person? Do you want someone who just locks away and doesn't talk when things get bad? Do you want someone that hits you when things get bad? So you have to look at all the different reactions of the person. So don't get all, all up in the butterflies and the butterflies in belly type of thing. Be thoughtful about it. Think about it. Look at the reactions of each of the person. Then does this person share the same value system as I do? Other from being unequally yoked, because the person can be a Christian and not share the same value as you do. Different little complications might be in place. And then what is his or her relationship with parents? When I say parents, I'm looking at so if he's the guy, how, how does he treat his mother? Does he belittle her? Is he degrading in his mannerism? Is he, how does he treat his siblings who are females? How does he treat other females? Does he call other females degrading terms? Um, relate to them too much? flirtatious or whatever what is it so you need to look at it and say okay what and then for the female how does she treat her dad or how does she treat her pastor how does she treat her siblings her brothers how does she treat her male associates tells how the person will treat you they might just be feeling a little butterflies and stuff for you and treating you a little more special for a while but as soon as the butterflies disappear but when they get used to you are they going to treat you the same way that they treat these people? Are they treating you the same way they treat these people now? Because they might treat you all special and dandy until it's back to normal like how they treat their mommy and they treat the mommy and just shout out for mommy and say, girlfriend, yes, I'm mom. I'm going to say nice and good, yes, I'm girlfriend, yes, I'm baby. <laughs> so we have to look at it that way. What should godly dating be like? So I want us to look at it in this sense that we're not, and not only singling out dating because we're looking at dating to courtship vibes. So let's not only limit this whole talk to dating only but to question because it's it was mentioned in our discussion all right so 
we have these things that we can go through all of it one by one. So we have the first one that stands out to somebody, just call it. Faithful. Faithful. Alright, awesome. Let's discuss faithful. So for a godly relationship that's leading to marriage, so that's either in the dating phase or the courtship phase, it should be the person should be faithful. There should be this level of faithfulness in that relationship. So if the person has a tendency to cheat from <laughs> in the dating relationship or red in the flag. courtship, that's a huge red flag. The next word that pops out to someone. Equally yoked. Equally yoked. That pops out to you. That's nice. It's over there in the corner. Tiny. Like <laughs> right. uh, that. So equally yoked. The Bible tells us. Um, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14 says it. So you guys can write that down. And it says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership does righteousness have with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? So the whole thing about equally yoked is where you, there's no way that as a Christian, you can see a non-Christian and say, I am equally yoked. There, because the Bible tells us that when we are not in Christ, we are serving the devil. And so if we're serving the devil, we're part of darkness. And if we're serving Jesus, we're light. And so the Bible here, Paul, who was writing, he tried his best to ensure that we get it. First, he brought up, said, not unbelievers. And then, then he says to us that righteousness and lawlessness. Why he said this is not because it's just a staple to say, okay, you can't be with that non unsafe. But the value system that you now have has completely changed. You view life on a completely different spectrum because you, you have the clear demarcation that you believe this, but this person does not believe this. You have patience. Being patient with the person on a whole, being patient to say, okay, Let's say this person takes a while to warm up. You're patient to wait on that. And patient for the different steps, as Danica would have said in the discussion side, patient in the different steps in the relationship and growth in the relationship. Then, honesty must be in the relationship. Must be honest. The Bible tells us that lying lips are an abomination and we have to have that. It should also be holistic. Why we chose holistic? The person must be in agreement with you in spiritual, in spiritual stuff, in how you do your body, that old boundaries situation, and also in your mind. They don't abuse you in mind or anything of that sort. And so it also should be abuse-free. You should not have a case where there's abuse, mental, physical abuse in the relationship, any at all, red flag. There should be no abuse whatsoever. No verbal abuse, no psychological abuse, 
and no physical abuse. Once it's there, it, it's a no. And then it should be, the relationship should be trustworthy. You should be able to share and know that that sharing is not a discussion with the community, right? And also you should be accepting of the person. There should be acceptance in the relationship, not accepting bad behaviors or bad traits, but accepting personality-wise. The person's an introvert, please don't try to change them into an extrovert. Don't do that. You accept who the person is. And then you have, we have openness and communicative. The, the relationship should have this level of openness to share whatever is in the relationship, able to share what happened outside, different things like that. Whatever it might be, there should be a level of openness. And then you have communicative. Ensure that you communicate because the first thing first, communication is what keeps marriages alive so if you're not communicating from the dating part and in courtship then what's going to happen in marriage the full communication in that sense that we're having clean understanding we're having good interpretation and we're having good delivery of messages so we need to in that point in this dating relationship you're getting ensuring that you have all those three parts learning how to communicate to the person how to say things and when to say and how and when not to say things and also it should be loving and there was a love in the sense of be engaged in love you know in sex but loving Show, showing care, showing compassion, showing affection in godly ways, right? Amen. And then it should be godly. God should be the focus and the center of it all. He should be leading every aspect of it. He should be the one in the center. And then we have counsel. I left that one for last because at times you tend not to take counsel for different things but the Bible says to us that in the multitude of counselors there is safety and that's in Proverbs 11 verse 14 so there's safety in counsel and so we need to ensure that we have that in our relationships alright and lastly but not least it should be fun it should not be a bothersome thing it should not be dragging you down you feel bad when you see the person you should be quite happy okay you should be enjoying it it's not not something to kill you Second Corinthians 6, verse 14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. 
For partnership has righteousness with lawlessness. What fellowship has light with darkness? And then we have 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. So in that sense, we have to ensure that we have a correct relationship in the whole morality, morals point of view. Anybody has Corinthians 7 verse 2? 1 Corinthians 7 verse 2? No one? So I'll read it. But because of temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Amen. So that's our aim. We go towards marriage because we have to ensure there's no sexual immorality found among us. If we're not called to singleness, then <laughs> go for marriage. And then we have 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1 to 8. And you can read that in your own time. It's talking about, Finally, brethren, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you're doing, do that you do so much more. For you know that instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you control, know how to control his own body in holiness and mm -hmm. honor, not in the passions of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. And it continues, okay? And then Romans 12, verse 2, that says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed mm -hmm. by the union of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And when I brought up about that, ensure that we are in this space, protect our bodies, protect our honor, protect our virtue, protect our purity. Mm -hmm. This is where our maturity should be. Our mind should not be conformed to this. Or the, the world says to us that we should, in the dating, we can engage in sexual activity. No. Mm -hmm. The mind should be not that. Because even in persons who do these dating advice, will tell you that your mind gets even clouded. So the Bible, Jesus was even saving us from the trouble. Your mind gets clouded when you engage in sexual activity before marriage. Mm -hmm. So you're walking out of the will of God, all right? And then Romans 12, verse 9 to 10 says, be, Let love be genuine. Abhor what mm -hmm. is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And I love this. Because in the relationship, sister-brother thing goes the same. You, you must become friends, great friends. For this thing to survive, right? And outdo each other in honor. Outdo each other. Try to to show honor in such. And Proverbs eighteen twenty two. We all know this one. That he who finds his wife finds a a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And the last thing I leave with you is First Corinthians. 10 verse 31 it says whatever you do whether you eat or drink whatever you do do it all to the glory of god 
and I do and I do believe that relationships that we see must 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 have God in it and it should be for the glory of God it should lead to something greater right so God bless you Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Godfidence. It's all within you. I'm looking forward to hearing your questions, your answers to my questions, and your comments. Set your reminders to drop in next week. You might even hear your answer, your question, or your comment being addressed by me, your host, Will Inspires, or a special guest. Please tune in with me every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Remember, Let's not just have confidence, but God. Bless.